Do you think your dog might benefit from a little extra fitness? Maybe you want to tighten those left turns in agility or tighten their box turn in flyball. Or maybe they're just a bit clumsy and you need a little more body awareness. Welcome to the Canine Fitness Fanatics podcast with your host, Hannah Johnson. Join us as we talk dog fitness and other areas of canine health too. Our mission is to help condition dogs to reduce the risk of injury and increase longevity, whether that's in sporting dogs, working dogs or pet dogs. All dogs can benefit from a little extra fitness. Hey fitness fanatics, today we have a very important topic to talk about. I'd first like you to answer a question for me though. So do you warm your dog up before a walk, before training, before a competition, before they do conditioning, any kind of strenuous exercise? So do you warm your dog up before any kind of strenuous exercise? Now I'm really hoping that the answer to that question is a yes. But I do know a lot of people, when they first come to see me for a one-to-one session or when they join the groundwork course, etc., they've actually never been introduced to warm-ups and cool-downs before. So if you don't already have a kind of warm-up or cool-down, I want to talk today about why warm-ups and cool-downs are important and actually why we make such a big fuss about making sure that you warm-up your dog and why making sure that you cool-down your dog as well. So to start with, let's talk a little bit more though about why those warm-ups are important. The reason why we warm up before any strenuous activity is to prepare our dogs both physically and mentally for that activity. We want to increase the dog's blood flow to allow more oxygen to reach their muscles and we do this by increasing their heart rate. It can help to improve the efficiency of movement, which is very important in canine athletes, but also in our pet dogs too. We want to increase body and muscle temperature, so a good warm-up is essential. It's especially helpful to your muscles. We have already mentioned that we want to allow more oxygen to reach the muscles, and as your dog's muscle temperature increases, oxygen becomes more available to their muscles. This is important because it makes it easier for the muscles to contract and relax. Don't forget, you can overwork your heart muscle as well, so warming your heart up ready for more strenuous exercise is also essential. A big point we always talk about is also that with a warm-up, you can actually help to reduce the risk of injury. So you guys know that we talk a lot about reducing the risk of injury. That's one of the primary reasons that we want to do conditioning. Now, a lot of injuries we see are in the first parts of exercise when a dog isn't sufficiently warmed up. Obviously, not all injuries come within this time, but quite a high number of them that are in my personal experience with the dogs that I have rehabilitated in hydrotherapy. um, Quite a lot of those injuries actually came in sort of the earlier stages of exercise when a dog wasn't warmed up. Also, quite a high number of those injuries come when a dog is fatigued and being pushed past their limits as well. So obviously, those are my two key points that I would say to really watch out for. So not warming dogs up has a big part to play in those dogs that are injured in the early stages of exercise. Warming your dog up helps to improve their muscle elasticity as well as enhancing the amount of oxygen to the muscles. The increased circulation also helps with something else and that is taking the waste products away which are being produced during exercise. 
Um, so there is actually research where a study was performed with rabbits and they found that when warm-ups are performed before exercise, a greater length of stretch and force is actually then required to produce a tear in the muscle. So it is safe to take away from this that warming up does provide some protection against injury. For your dog's body to function safely and efficiently, they should have a full range of movement or full range of motion in their muscles and joints. Warming up helps increase that range of movement before exercise, increasing the body's performance. It should also aid in protecting the joints as warming up muscles enables them to absorb more strain and stress. And it actually also improves joint lubrication and movement within those joints too, offering them more protection from impact and injury. So straight away, we've spoken a lot about the physical aspects of a warm-up and the physical benefits, but let's not forget those mental benefits as well. I find that warm-ups are really beneficial for helping to get the handler and dog really in tune before their activity. These warm-ups start in a calmer manner, so can help you to get both you and your dog into a good headspace before you actually start your activity. Strengthening that connection with them before you go out and train or compete or whatever it is that you want to do with them. Let's say, um, even if you're not training or competing, let's look at it from a more of a pet dog perspective. Let's say you want to let your dog off lead and they're going to run around. So you're going to do that warm up with them. You're strengthening that connection. You're less likely to actually lose connection with then when your dog is off lead. So we actually find that even doing things like this can help with recall training. I'm not obviously saying that it's going to fix it out and out, like that's that would be a complete untruth, but it does help because you're strengthening that connection before you let them off lead or before you put them on their long line. So if your dog's not got a recall, I mean, you guys know what I'm like. I'm a big advocate for making sure that obviously... Um, we make sure the dogs are always safe. So if your dog's not good, got not got good recall, we don't let them off the lead. Instead, if you want to give them more freedom, you would be working with a long line um, and working on that recall training. But actually doing that calm stuff before you put them on that long line can actually engage that connection with you before you let them off. But we do ask so much of our dogs as canine athletes or working dogs. So it's our job as their owners or handlers to actually make sure that they are physically fit, able and ready for what they are about to do and what we are asking them to do. But we really don't want it to become a myth that actually only sporting and working dogs need to warm up. All dogs need to warm up before any kind of strenuous activities. So think about, obviously I've said about letting your dog off lead, but let's think about pet dogs fetch. Fetch is another good one to think about because actually that's a very high impact, very strenuous activity. I'm not going to go too much into talking about fetch because we're actually going to do an entire podcast talking specifically about fetch um, and playing like with a, a ball flinger and all those kind of things will all come into that. But also um, endurance, like if you do really long walks with them, if you go on sort of one to two hour walks or you take them out hiking and things like that, it's, it's all... Um, Everything that you're doing with them, we need to make sure that you're actually warming them up for all of these activities. Playing rough with other dogs is another good example of a high-impact activity. So if your dog is a dog that likes to play rough with other dogs, there's actually quite a lot of things that can go wrong in that. I mean, I know of uh, several dogs that have been injured 
through actually playing rough with other dogs and actually how many of those injuries may have been avoided if those dogs were actually properly warmed up before you let them off lead and let them go and play rough with those other dogs. Most of you that have been following us for a while probably know by now that we give away our basic warm-up guide for free. Why do we do that? Well, because we know just how important it is that dogs are warmed up before exercise. Um, the same goes for the cool-down as well. So a quick basic warm-up and cool-down is much better than nothing at all. So we do give that away for free. How can you get our basic warm-up? Uh, by signing up to our subscribers list on our canine fitness equipment shop. So that is www.caninephysioandfitness.com. That's all letters. There's no symbols or anything in there. All letters. Um, when you sign up to that subscription list, you actually get it sent automatically to you. So you'll get it immediately as soon as you sign up. But you must notice in there that I actually said the word basic. So we must have said basic for a reason. Can we do more advanced warm-ups? And the answer to that is yes, of course, we absolutely can. So what do we think about when planning those advanced warm-ups? Well, first off, I want to say we never use passive stretching. So straight away, because that's a question that I get asked a lot um, and that they can't see any kind of like passive stretching and things in the warm-up exercise, do we do it? No, passive stretching is not something that we include. People used to include it a lot in warm-ups, but actually research has shown that it can be detrimental now. So this doesn't just go for advanced warm-ups. Um, this can be damaging to performance, which is one of the reasons that it's been stopped. So for anyone that doesn't know what passive stretching is, this is where we kind of, we actually stretch the dog's limbs out for them. So rather than them kind of doing the exercises, we are being involved in actually moving their limbs around for them. However, what we can do is use what we like to call muscle activation exercises to warm up the muscles in a gentle manner. Now, these are where the dog performs the exercises unaided from us, other than obviously with a, a lure or a cue or something like that. We never use any balance equipment when warming up. These exercises should all be performed on the ground. Some people think that because their dog is a more advanced in a sport, that they should actually bring in balance equipment for their warm-ups before their sports. But this is not something we recommend. I mean, think about it. We ask you to use groundwork exercises to warm up your dogs before using any balance equipment. So why would we then ask you to use balance equipment in a warm-up before a sport? We don't want to fatigue the muscles with this warm-up. We only want to warm them up and prep them for exercise. If we start bringing them onto balance equipment, we're going to start fatiguing the muscles a lot faster as well. So when we say advanced warm-up, all we really mean is that that warm-up is then specific to the activity that your dog is doing. It's no longer just that basic warm-up. We think a little bit more in depth about their activity and the movements and things we do in their activity, which we will talk about more now. So a few of those things that we actually take into consideration for the advanced warm-ups are, what exercise is the dog doing? So what are they doing? Are they doing agility? Are they doing fly ball? Are they playing fetch? Are they going on a long distance walk, etc.? 
So that's covering, are they doing a specific sports? Are they doing a specific job? Um, what muscles are used during that exercise? You need to think about what muscles are used. What movements does the dog have to do? So then what muscles do they use? Because then we need to warm up those specific muscles that are being used. Can we potentially mimic any of the movements that they're going to be doing in a calmer and easier manner to try and warm those muscles up? And if not, how can we activate those muscles being used? If you're part of our app and private Facebook group, we talked through this a bit more in depth recently, and we have already given our more specific warm-ups for a number of sports, such as agility, fly ball, herding, obedience, etc. If you're not part of our app, you can always follow the links in the description to find out more about that. A question that I get asked a lot is, when can I perform the warm-up? So how long before the exercise do I need to do the warm-up and how long can I leave it after doing the warm-up before we actually do our exercise? We recommend that you need to leave at least five minutes after your warm-up before doing your activity. Whatever you're doing, whether it's agility, whether that's canny cross, obedience, dock diving, fly ball, etc., whether it's for your pet dogs, if they're going on a long distance walk, if they're playing fetch, doesn't matter what they're doing. You need to leave that five minutes after your warm up before you start your exercise. We then recommend that you leave no more than 15 minutes after your warm up before you start your exercise. So that's you want to leave it five to 15 minutes after the warm up before you do your exercise it needs to be in that gap. That's the kind of sweet spot. So let's say you're an agility show, you can't just warm them up and then expect to be able to pop them back in the van and leave them there for half an hour before you're doing your run. You would need to make sure you warm them up and then we recommend that you keep them moving a little bit between that warm up and actually doing their physical activity. Otherwise, you're just allowing the muscles too much time to cool down and making that warm up almost pointless. So yes, if you had multiple runs at an agility show throughout the day, you would need to make sure that you warm up before each and every run, if there is a significant amount of time between each run. A single warm up at the start of the day will not cover you for the entire day if they have downtime between runs. So if you've only got 10 to 15 minutes between each run, then you wouldn't need to do it again. You wouldn't have to warm up again. But actually, if it's any longer than that, then yes, you're going to need to think you're going to need to um, warm them up again. Something to avoid for 24 hours before any activity is passive stretching. As research has shown that this can be detrimental to a human's performance for as long as 24 hours. Now, I know I've said human there. Don't forget that even though our structure may be different, our muscles behave in an extremely similar manner to dogs. So it is safe to assume that we can apply this research across from humans to dogs. We currently do not have much research for dogs when it comes to a lot of things in the conditioning world. So we do have to extrapolate a lot from human research still until we have that research in dogs. We are also very passionate about making sure that you cool your dogs down properly. So our cool downs do look very similar to the warm up. We tend to encourage you to hold a little bit more duration in some of the exercises when you're cooling down. Again, our basic cooldown is provided when you sign up to our mailing list. Always cool down after activity to gradually reduce their heart rate. 
This promotes arterial circulation and aids in removal of metabolic waste. It also rebalances oxygenation in muscle cells following exercise. For both the cool down and the warm up actually, we like to start with loose lead walking or at least as close as you can get to loose lead walking as this helps, uh, well in the cool down, this specifically helps to um, remove the lactic acid, etc., that is produced through anaerobic exercise where there is energy generated without oxygen. Walking requires the muscles to contract and relax, which helps to flush the lactic acid away. Warming down also helps to remove adhesions or micro injuries to tissue around the muscles. It also aids in maintaining joint health allowing the muscles to lengthen back out as they shorten during exercise as they tense. This also helps to improve muscle tone and quality. I aim for both warm-ups and cool-downs to last for about 5 to 10 minutes. No more than 10 minutes as there is research to show that more than 10 minutes can start to fatigue the muscles, which would have a negative impact on their performance. Again, the research for this is pulled across from the human research but the best number of sets for a warm-up is two and we aim for three to five reps of each exercise within our warm-ups. Personally, I aim for five to ten exercises depending on how long we want the warm-up to be, what sport or exercise the dog is doing and also this depends on the ability of the dog. We do have to remember that some dogs will have a higher tolerance of exercise than others, depending on things like how much conditioning they have done, how generally fit they are, etc. So some will be able to bring in a few more exercises if I want to target more specific areas without hitting that point of fatigue. I'm hoping that you found today's podcast useful. If you did, please don't forget to um, share. Please don't forget to subscribe. Feel free to drop us an email or contact us in any way if you've got any comments on this or if you want to suggest any kind of topics for us to talk about in the future podcast that we've got coming up. I really hope that you enjoy the rest of your day wherever you are in the world and we will speak to you all very soon. I want to say a massive thank you to all our wonderful audience for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Canine Fitness Fanatics podcast. Our mission is to help condition dogs to reduce the risk of injury and increase longevity, whether that's in sporting dogs, working dogs or pet dogs. All dogs can benefit from a little extra fitness. So if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, share and leave a review to help us reach more people and help dogs around the world. Remember fitness fanatics, form is everything. Mm-hmm.